hello everyone and welcome to the DC podcast. I'm back with uh, some voices you might recognize. Um, first, we have Sarah from MLS Female. Do you want to uh, introduce yourself um, and talk about what you've been up to? Absolutely. Hi, Ken, and thanks for having me on the show again. This is Sarah Kalassi, Editor-in-Chief from MLS Female. I'm also the beat reporter for DC United. You can find me over on Twitter at Sarah Kalassi, and you can also find MLS Female there at MLS Female. Sweet. And we have James from DC United Kingdom. Um, Yeah, do you want to introduce yourself as well and also tell us of some of the cool stuff you've got going on? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DC United Kingdom. Um, it's I, I I think I've had a bit of a big one in the fact that yesterday, for the first time ever, I interviewed a professional footballer. That was quite cool. Yeah, tell us more about that um, and and potentially where we could uh, find this content. <laughs> absolutely. So. Um, well, my evening yesterday for um, Quincy Amariqua, um, his afternoon yesterday, uh, we had a good little chat. Um, it was absolutely fantastic and what a great bloke he is. Uh, absolutely great to chat to, very chilled, but he's also an incredibly confident guy. So if you do want to have a listen to that interview, head over to my website, dcunitedkingdom.com, where you'll find all the links to there are different places where you can actually tune into the podcast, so you'll be able to find it on things like iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, um, over at Anchor as well. So there's plenty of places you can find it. Yeah, absolutely. Go check uh, both of those um, awesome things done by these awesome people. Um, but yeah, so I took last week off of the podcast, as um, definitely YouTube noticed and also everyone, but uh, it was a lot of stuff going on. There was some transfer um news i guess and and that being uh the big one in rooney leaving at the end of this year um so i wanted to talk about that really quickly since we didn't have a chance yeah whoever uh, wants to chime in how, how did you how did you feel about that it was very very wild um i had the day off yesterday on so not yesterday the day of the transfer so i was watching it over on sky sports news here in the uk and I was just thinking, please don't actually be happening. Please don't be happening. But then it came up that he was joining Derby County. And I was really gutted, to say the least. And it just felt like he's gone too soon. But, you know, this is an absolute great opportunity to further his career, not just as a footballer, but as a future coach, and potentially future manager as well. And I just kind of wish he did it at DC, not Derby County. He's done it at the wrong DC. Oh my goodness, yes. It was my pipe dream to see Wayne Rooney stay on after Ben Olsen finished his contract as coach and take over. Unfortunately, it's not meant to be. And I have a quick favor, actually, from you, James. Mm-hmm. Could you please give everyone a lesson on how to say Wayne Rooney's new team? So, there there is multiple ways people tend to say it, but there is only one true way. So, in the USA, you've got the Kentucky Derby. Derby? Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, the Derby. Derby. Um, but, yes, it's it's spelt the same as that. However, over here in the UK, we pronounce it Derby. So think of it as being spelt D-A-R-B-Y, not D-E-R-B-Y. Um, weird, we're obviously very strange over here in the UK with our pronunciations like Leicester, um, 
where that's just weird. And same with Worcester as well. It's all a bit strange, but that's how we pronounce it. So it's D-A-R-B-Y Derby. Thank you. Now we all won't sound foolish when we're <laughs> trying to say the name in our American. Oh, I, I can imagine some of the counties and the names of uh, the counties we have over here. You guys seem to, well, I can understand the way you're coming from with your pronunciations, but yeah, we're just odd here in the UK and we like it different. Yeah, totally. And uh, I think, I mean, honestly, it's a it's a pretty decent team. I mean, they, they've uh, done pretty well recently and and they're they're pretty competitive uh, in the championship and so it's gonna be a, a little bit higher of a level than than DC is by a little bit but um, it'll be interesting to see because yeah he's he's doing a, a player coach kind of thing which I always found interesting I'm not sure how I feel about that but um, yeah it's good for him it's just kind of sad to see him go after what seems to be a short run but in reality will be a year and a half about so yeah but he's given us so many great memories hasn't he he's just been absolutely fantastic some of the goals he scored especially against orlando he always seems to score the great ones against them and yeah he you're right it is a short time and even in the world of uh, soccer it's not the longest time at any club but he's given us plenty to remember and hopefully it's given us the uh, platform to build um, a fantastic club going forwards where we've got a great youth academy hopefully and great facilities and hopefully future stars coming through yeah absolutely so yeah that one was a, a rough one on twitter that day i i uh, i was struggling a little bit but you know it's it's it'll be okay i mean it, i think it's good that he decided to to stay till the end of the year and that the club seemed to be, you know, very willing to work with him and uh, and Derby County and and everyone involved. So, it seemed to work out for the best for everyone, for everyone's family. Can I just put in a little piece of positive news here? So, Laura on Twitter, she actually reminded me of something from quite a few years ago. But when David Beckham announced that he was leaving the Galaxy, they actually rallied and they won the MLS Cup. Hey, that's so, the kind of positivity we want, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, we, we need to do that. I like that. <laughs> um, I'll ship it. Yeah, I, that would be great. I mean, I think um, it's going to be hard, especially since we're kind of slipping in the standings. But yeah, I mean, we also made some other moves in the in the transfer window. We brought uh, probably the biggest uh, one is Ola Kamara coming back to MLS from China and uh, definitely someone who's proven himself in MLS to be a, a goal scorer and, and sc- scored plenty of goals. So definitely this season and, and right now and even into the future, but but especially right now with him and Rooney, uh, seems like we have some potential to, to start scoring um, um, some goals. Hey, goals win games. <laughs> exactly. Um, don't forget Quincy. He, in the game against Galaxy, he performed absolutely brilliantly so he's still got a job to do um but yeah there was more transfers wasn't there can as well yeah we also brought in uh, felipe martins and boatang uh, emma boatang from la galaxy um yeah very interesting stuff around that <laughs> don't necessarily want to get too much into uh what everyone was talking too much about on twitter but yeah i think since we did release uh chris mccann um we needed 
depth at that uh, in the midfield anyway, um, and now especially because of the suspension that Moreno has had to serve and uh, the two injuries to both Knaus and Durkin. Um, seems like a good pickup. Uh, he played in, in our last game as well, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we also uh, traded, well, I guess we bought from LA Galaxy uh, the uh, the contract of Emma Boateng, who seems to be like a really quick um, winger who, who has, uh, you know, plenty of talent on the ball and stuff and has done pretty well when he's played so far. So, yeah, it's kind of exciting all around. And that's another area like in the attack where, we need some depth at least or someone we can bring in, in, in uh, off the bench. And how much Bitcoin or should I say MLS bucks, Garber bucks, did we <laughs> trade around this transfer window? My brain is absolutely spinning with that. Can anyone get those acronyms straight? Because I'm still lost and I'm prior mail. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all very strange and then you also you you also see like the the we traded, you know, 50,000 TAM for 50,000 GAM. Or like the, those weird transfers as well, which uh, I think it's funny that DC is like uh, made a whole blog post for each one of those like strange, um, yeah, those strange kind of uh, uh, trades that happen in MLS. You weren't totally excited about that, Ken. How about you, James? I was stoked. I couldn't sleep. What about the us getting fifty thousand dollars in gam? I mean, oh that that kept me up all night. I was so excited. I mean, I thought, you know, when we were acquiring Tam, I thought there was p- potentially some more moves that could happen, which I guess still could because we we, um, we can still bring in free agents if we want. Um, so we do have a little bit of Tam that, that, that we can use, which typically means um, not someone like someone who's like not necessarily the DP level typically um, or like a, a lower end DP that we can pay down um, to under DP levels. So... I don't know. I mean, the Emilio side rumors kind of have died off, but that's still technically a possibility. <laughs> I was I, just going to ask. Yeah. For me, I think that's unfortunately dead and was dead now. Um, as much as we all prayed and hashtag to bring Assad back, I can't see it happening now. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of sad. Uh, I think I think what, what everyone's mentioning is that him having the same agent as uh Acosta has has caused some issues there but but yeah I mean I think one of the interesting things uh, about it uh, the transfer window is kind of thinking about how Ola Kamara can kind of fit in to our game plan even when we're like fully healthy or even having Rooney uh back but uh did you want to kind of flesh that out and and think about that uh Sarah So I guess this is my real question is where are we going to put him and how are we going to use him? Because if we do have Wayne till the end of the season, are we going to slot Kamara into that 10 spot and maybe give Acosta a rest, have them switch out? Is he going to be a super sub? I'm really interested in the next few matches to see how this plays out. I know he did get his visa. He is available to travel to Vancouver. And I sure hope he's going to play in that rivalry match against the Red Bulls, which I'm so excited about. But I think it's a wait and see. I know that Olsen has his comfort level with certain things, so we'll see what he does. What do you guys think? For me, I think Rooney's going to drop a little bit deeper now. Um, and we'll see Kamara being the out-and-out striker because 
Rooney, when you watch him play, he's always in kind of the centre of midfield, wanting to pick up the ball and then play it. So he's kind of more of a playmaker now rather than being a proper out-and-out striker, even though he is our leading scorer for this season. I just think I can see his role being adapted to fit both him and Kamara in the lineup, And that will mean Acosta, I reckon, will will drop down to the bench for the foreseeable season. Um, and especially when uh, with the fact that he's probably going to be leaving at the end of the season. Um, there's no sign of him signing a new contract. So it's kind of, in a way, freezing Acosta out of the team. And it's we need to see what it's going to be like in a post-Acosta and a post-Rooney world. And for me, I think that's what I I would see happen. And that's probably what I would do as well. You see the game so well too, James, because you are a keeper. And did you both watch the MLS All-Stars, how they had Rooney drop back a bit? So I didn't actually get to see the, um, the um, whatchamacallit, the All-Star game. I, it, it was just one of those things that was, to me, not a hugely important game for me to actually stay up and watch, which is probably wrong in me saying that, but it was just a case of it was one too many games for me, I think. Um, but I did see some of the highlights from it and I saw the fact that, yes, Rooney was actually starting as a central midfielder and I think that he, from what I saw, he played really, really well in that role and I think, yeah, for me, it's definitely something that Ben should take into consideration and I believe he will because of the fact that now we have Kamaru who spends good money on him, our second uh, most expensive signing we've ever made. I can't... It can't be a signing for the bench. He's got to be a signing for the starting 11. That's how I see it anyway. I sure hope. We've spent a lot of money and it's sat on the bench before, though. So It's true. That is very true. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just having Rooney, like, not as a striker. I mean, he plays well pretty much wherever, honestly, obviously. But um, having him stay a little back and, and kind of use his very high level of passing and vision is like, it's really helpful and really helps to spring attacks. And he, he does it sometimes when he's uh, playing for DC. But but yeah, I can definitely see that even staying with like the 4-2-3-1 and then having yeah Rooney be that like quote-unquote number 10. Um, and then, yeah, dropping Acosta off, which uh, seems like is a thing because, yeah, we had a game, uh, I think, what, two days ago now, where we played Los Angeles Galaxy and... One of the big talking points, other than Rooney not playing because he was sick, was that Acosta was actually benched. Yeah, that was um, a very, very interesting lineup, to say the least. It was a bit of a bit out the left field, so let's put it that way. And, uh, well, it served as well. Um, but the whole Acosta situation, I don't know, did you see him after the game? What, what actually happened? Because I've not seen or heard anything of what Acosta was like at the end of the game. So I think he went directly to the locker rooms after the match and he didn't go over and greet the supporter groups. Oh, that's... Is that a bit petulant from him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Say it like it is, Ken. Say it like it is. I mean, that's the thing about a team, right? Like, you, you can talk about sports or you could talk about uh, a team in, in an office, like... If, if you don't work together and if you're not happy for other people's success, even when it doesn't involve you or even when you can't directly gain from it, 
individually, like you're not you're not part of the team really, and you're not creating a team that's gonna be successful and and really win and fight for each other. Uh, I think a lot of times you hear about players talking about you know um, how they like you know don't necessarily want other people to be successful because they're fighting for a spot or whatever. But I think when you have a team that uh, is always excited and always happy and maybe, you know, you feel a little bit upset you weren't in the lineup, but you're not like wishing anyone, you know, did worse, the team lost or whatever. Like, I don't know, like it just feels like he's not being a team player. And I think that's something that's not terribly surprising to anyone at this point. No, not at all. And um, when I did the interview with uh, Quincy yesterday, um, he was talking about how he knows what his role is in the team and he's happy with that role and he understands that he has this particular role, which is someone who comes off the bench and if, and to quote him, if nothing's gone right, he's that guy that you would just throw on just as a last ditch, which, I mean, to be fair, he, the fact that he understands what his role is, it doesn't matter what role he he's given, but he understands what is required from him and he knows that it's, for the best for the team um and he has that all-out winning mentality and that's what the kind of that's the kind of players that we want with the team not some diva who's just going to throw his toys out the pram because he was benched and he's he's the one who should be there and he's the star player but he's not proved it this season and i'm kind of glad that ben put him on the bench and coming from ben after the match he did say you know I wasn't trying to send a message, but I was just trying to put out an 11 that was going to win the match. And I know we had talked about this, James, yesterday, but I, I admire Ben that he won't call out his players like that in the press conference. But he made a decision and it worked. We won. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where every game that you go out, you always the lineup that you play, you're basically betting on that side to go out and win. And this time he bet strong, he bet high, and he won. And it it makes him look like a tactical genius um, with the way we played and the way we stepped up to the Galaxy and how we fought so hard. And it looked great. And I'm so, so proud to be at work the next day and just wearing my DC cap on and just be like, yeah, this is my team. I was uh, definitely worried about that match when I saw the lineups. I mean, I was uh, relatively confident in uh, Quincy up there. Uh, I mean, he, he's a guy who, who always g- uh, gives his best um, and, and works really hard, which, again, to go back to the team thing, like you have to fight for each other or else it's going to be very hard to be playing up to the level that, uh, like the potential level. Uh, but so, yeah, I was reasonably confident that he was going to, you know, make uh, – Give give the LA Galaxy uh, defenders and I guess also uh, Zlatan some some grief, but um, but yeah I mean uh, with the injuries and and having to start uh, new players and and kind of just switching back and forth between formations I was just kind of feeling like this was not going to be a fun game but it was really entertaining and it was one of the first times where I came out of it like a game recently I guess where I was like wow like that was kind of fun. Like, I didn't like everything I saw, obviously, you never do, and, like, there's always things you can improve, but I was entertained, at least, and I had a good time, so, yeah. It was great, and I think with the 11 that Ben put out, 
I think the galaxy definitely underestimated them quite a bit. And that was maybe the most brilliant part of that. They came out thinking it was a very easy win for them on the road, especially with Leighton. So I was, I was happy to see them take those three points. Oh, absolutely. And some of the things that the players were getting up to on the pitch, um, that was very entertaining. I mean, that the whole Quincy markings, Latan, uh, the whole height difference, but him just looking up and just smiling and giggling at him, that was fantastic. And then that uh, Alvarez and Dos Santos situation with the boo-hoo and the crying and, oh, oh absolute hysterics. And that's, it was kind of, depending on what side of the fence it could come across as a bit arrogant and a bit cocky but it worked and it made us look absolutely fantastic and show you know what doesn't matter what team we put out we're there to win quincy's in everyone's head he is yeah msl that uh that 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 gif or uh, video or whatever of of that whole sequence when he was doing the boohoo and then he was telling um dos santos that he was in his head <laughs> That kind of went viral uh, uh, during and after the game. That was kind of hilarious. I mean, that was a really good example of, like, yeah, I guess just being inside someone's head and, like, psyching them out. And, like, yeah, just it, it was it was a really good, um, you know, demonstration of how, you know, you can work hard and do, the, do like, some stuff like that, like, like psych people out and, and kind of get a little bit of an edge, even if it's only, like, a – you know, five or ten percent edge, but you could still come away and 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 win the game. Um, I think one thing, like I mentioned, there was some stuff that I think we need to get better at, and I think having a full team will help at this point. Um, but um, we need to be able to keep the ball more definitely. Um, and I I thought, I mean, obviously Bill Hamid had a another masterclass, but I think uh, we need to we need to make sure that he faces less of this kind of stuff because. I think he's number one in terms of shots faced and saves, I think, uh, at this point in the season. So I think our defense did really, really well. But just kind of getting uh, the whole, like, if we kept the pos- possession more, we would have had to defend less kind of thing. And and so there's some stuff we got to work on. But uh, I was really, really happy with the result. We need so, another. What, another game straight away? We need another win straight away. Well, yeah. I mean, but then... Our next game, it's against Vancouver, and that it's no better way to kind of get those back-to-back wins against someone who, a team that is second bottom of the entire MLS and bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, we just obviously got to respect them and make sure that we actually go out there and be clinical again, uh, like we were against Galaxy, but we need to make sure we take that same mentality over there and, uh, even if it means keeping the very, very much the same sort of lineup as we did against Galaxy, it it's good to get that win, and I can see the confidence just growing. You could see them at the final whistle, just the sense of relief that was just throughout the squad there, the massive weight taken off their shoulders. They got that home win. The fans were absolutely ecstatic in the ground, and... I think this is that win is going to be that moment where we can really kickstart the season and get that playoff run and actually finish on a really good high. The Whitecaps are not good, so um, 
we should be able to to definitely get the three points there. I'm mostly curious about. I think you know Wayne Rooney will be back, so that'll be interesting. I think uh, I I kind of thinking Acosta is not going to play, um, especially since this 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 was a really big moment, and and like we talked about him kind of like just walking off into the locker room is like kind of kind of shows exactly what what we need and I think what we need is to kind of like not have him be in the the, the, the starting 11 if, if he's not going to be a team player because that's how you have to win these games you have to be all with an understanding and, and fighting for each other and stuff like that so um, I'm definitely thinking he's going to be on the bench and I think we might see honestly even Quincy <laughs> Quincy or Camaro come in because I mean Quincy's performance last uh, last game was 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 pretty good, and uh, I think you know Kamara could also give us s- some stuff up top. So yeah. Here's yeah. my oops, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say here's my bit of concern. So if we're heading up to Vancouver for the match on Saturday, it's gonna be an all day travel back on Sunday, and then we have the Red Bulls right away on Wednesday. So who are we gonna rest? Because if we are playing Vancouver, and not that we should underestimate them, but they are pretty low in the standings right now and have not been performing, who are we going to save? Who are we going to keep fresh so we can come out there and take on the Red Bulls so we don't slip in the standings further? That is a good, good question. A tricky one, really, because it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to be chopping and changing the lineup every other game but you're right we do need to have some players rested um but I, i'm just gonna have a quick look who was the next game after the red bulls how quickly is the how quick is the turnaround after that game let's have a look so oh, flipping heck yeah then we've got uh union on the on the uh on the saturday after so we've got three games in the space of a week that is some that is a tough tough stretch. So I think it'll be kind of a B team again against Vancouver. Then we're gonna need to power a strong side against both Red Bulls and Union. That's kind of how I, I see it would go. Um I don't know about what about you, Ken? What do you think? I don't know. I I can definitely see Pines maybe coming back into the lineup. I don't necessarily know if that means we will go back to a, a back three, but I think, you know, Fred Brilliant and Steve Birnbaum have been playing all minutes and like they are probably fine, but um, especially Fred has taken some knocks this season. So maybe getting him a little bit of time off (laughs) would be nice for him. But um, I don't know. I mean, we're not going to have Canals. So uh, we're going to have to play uh, Felipe and and someone else in that midfield. I guess Moreno will be back. and he's probably relatively fresh because he took he had a week off. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Acosta will be resting, I think. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think he's got he's got quite a long rest now, hasn't he? Yeah. So I I don't know. I we we still kind of have the the depth problem, but I mean now we have uh, Emma Boateng too. So we might see. Um, a guy like T.T. Rodriguez or Areola come off. I think more likely T.T. Rodriguez, probably, um, because Areola has just been so good in so many different ways on and off the ball. But, yeah, so, I mean, 
we still have a little bit of depth issues, but it's definitely better than it was. Um, and I think also, I mean, I know people don't necessarily like him that much for for whatever reason, but Segura's had a really good season, and so when I see him in the lineup, I feel more confident than than I ever have with seeing him there. So I could see him getting some minutes too for for a winger or maybe even stepping back into that central midfield um, instead of Hara. Oh man, Sigur had a match on Sunday. I was saying to James, I haven't seen him move quite so quickly, but he was on fire Sunday. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he, he had an assist, and and I don't know. He's always one of those guys who tries really hard too, and like you can tell that he he really wants to play and he really wants to do his best. And so I think that that's like such a good quality, especially when it comes in um, to to these to the goals and assists that he's been able to do this season. I mean. There were a couple of games where we were not scoring from open play at all, and uh, he was able to break that drought, I think, at least once um, with either a goal or an assist. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's kind of killing it, I think. Um, I, I don't really mind seeing him in there, even if it has to be uh, in the central midfield next to, to Martins. No, not at all. I think, again, as you said, Skiru's had a crack in season, and He's one of those players that I always thought he's he's our weak link, but he's really impressed impressed me this season so far, and he's really turned turned my thoughts around about him. It's fantastic to see, and and hopefully he can continue this the way he's played so far. So the left back position, it's it's somewhere where we really don't have a lot of depth at the moment, um, and I think. Moore is going to need a rest at some point if we continue with the fallback formation. So what do you think about that? What do you reckon is going to happen with our left-back position? Um, I think that's a good question. I don't know who's even on the depth chart there, like, or like who's, who's next up. Um, I do know that um, O'Neill Fisher seems to be coming back soon. Uh, that's not necessarily left-back. He played a right-back, but... I don't know that that gives us a little more flexibility. It does, yeah. It was good. It's good to see the photos of him back in training, and really looking forward to seeing him actually back on the field again. Um, because yes, we do need someone who can play left back, and I know he has done it before. And from when I've seen him play, he does all right. He's not. A, he's a quick player. I think his defensive uh, play could be a little bit better. But going, he's very much like Mora. I think he's very, very good going forward. I'm kind of concerned because I think that left back position is just really kind of our cursed position. We don't have many players that we can put there that are successful. So I'm really excited to see him back. Actually, I was happy to see those posts on social media. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we do have Liahara. I don't know how comfortable he is playing on the left side either. But um, I mean, one of the one of the reasons why we actually drafted Akeem Ward was because he could do both sides and he had done that multiple times, but yeah, he got uh, released or waived or whatever. And he's now in another USL team. So that kind of is not great, but it seems like we have an abundance of people who can play on that, that right side and fullback now, but uh, not someone who can really play well on, on the other side. Don't forget. We've got Paul Ariola. He can play anywhere. Yeah, well... <laughs> Swiss Army Knife. Yeah, Indeed. I mean, yeah, he's good at that position, but I mean, it just affects our offense so 
so much. <laughs> Having, especially when you swap him for Mora in there, it's like, it's like Mora adds so much to the offense as well. And also not having Paul Ariel up there, it's like we have way less weapons to go forward on, on I don't know, in every way. And so, I don't know. Saying, saying that, we've got Boateng as well now. So we've got someone else who's got a bit of pace up top. So we could theoretically have Boateng on the left, Rodriguez potentially on the right, or Segura. So we kind of... I I feel that we're underestimating the depth that we actually have and the fact that we've got so many players who can play in multiple positions. We've got many pieces to this jigsaw puzzle that will actually fit together. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's true. I mean, our depth situation, like I mentioned, is definitely way better than it was. So that's very nice. I mean, having Chris McCann, who wasn't really able to, to step in and, and do very well. Um, I guess also we have Pedroso on the left back. We probably should have mentioned that. Oh, he, yeah. He didn't do terribly, I don't think. I mean, he missed uh, some really? bad stuff, but, like, he, he he had some really bad misses, but I didn't think those were things that, like, are innate to him playing. I mean, it's very much like the coaches need to tell him to, to mark your man on the back post. <laughs> mark mark your like, man and actually head the ball. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, but but in possession, I thought he was fine. Like, he wasn't amazing, or, or, or ba- but not bad either, and so... He's also another option we have on that left side, but I'm not sure how much the coaching staff really wants to have to, to go there with him right now, but yeah. We haven't seen him in a hot minute on the pitch, really, so. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think he got benched after that, the, the second time he gave up something on the back post. Yeah. He's, he's consistently been on the bench, though. That's why I have seen, so he's consistent in something. Yeah, I don't, I. Yeah, I mean, now that we have a relatively full squad, um, because like for for a little bit there, pretty much everyone on the team was making the 18, <laughs> kind of, almost. So, uh, except for the Loudon uh, Lonies, but yeah, I wonder if there's also a place for uh, Griffin Yao to come back in, and maybe even a game like this against the Whitecaps. Potential, definitely. I'll tell you who I do, I really want to see, but I kind of feel like this play deserves more time at Loudon. Is uh, Bustamante? The f- yes. He has been on fire with Loudon, and some of the goals he's scoring at the moment have just been out of this world. He's really fantastic. No, hundred percent on that. Yeah, definitely. I've actually been really enjoying watching Loudon recently. Like, um, ever since uh, the new coaching um, staff and Ryan Martin started, and it, it's it's kind of more exciting. I think they're playing a little differently. They're playing um more younger players too and and you're seeing a lot of a lot of the academy kids get their chances and they also uh, have a tendency to make subs which is interesting and so there's rotation which is uh, fun and exciting as well absolutely no substitutions for dc united on sunday night that was incredible i'm still waiting i put out a tweet when when will we see the first sub so we haven't yeah. seen them yet no no, that's true. I mean, that was that is something that we don't normally do see happen. But yeah, for this time, it was it worked really, really well for us not to have any subs. I wonder. I wonder if 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 Ben and the coaching staff get worried that like if they change anything, it'll all start breaking <laughs> and like uh like like um like a deck of or a house of cards kind of thing where like. It's staying up right now, and it's fine, 
let's not change it. <laughs> and and they get kind of like worried or something because while while this, they didn't use any subs this time, they they are also you know kind of reluctant to to make any subs until pretty late a lot of the time. So yeah, I'm just kind of curious about what that's about. I mean. Yeah, I did hear that Donovan Pines was about to come in, but the game just ended instead. So, um, yeah. It was interesting. So Ben was saying after the match, he said, you know, the guys had their partnerships established on the field and they had the rhythm of the match. They had the familiarity. So I risked the fatigue rather than breaking that up. So he made a bet. He bet everything right on Sunday night. So... I think he was feeling lucky at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to, like, if if you have a team that's willing to work together and, and can kind of start, like, a like as an engine instead of, like, individual parts, you can kind of outperform your, your like, your, you know, your, your talent on paper or even, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that they were playing as a team. I think the Quincy stuff kind of was, like, awesome, and I think – uh, they were all jazzed up about that, too. So um, it was getting a little chippy, too. I mean, honestly, I was kind of surprised Zoltan didn't, like, I don't know, get sent off a few times. I mean, I, I didn't, I haven't rewatched any of this, and I uh, don't really care to see any more of Zlatan, so whatever. But um, he was being a little rough there, honestly. I was really surprised he didn't come away with any cards or anything at all. It was pretty shocking, considering... Uh some of the things he was doing on the pitch and Quincy getting the yellow for just trolling Alvarez that way and trolling Zlatan. I was like, well, you know what? It's worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. That was like, that was the best thing the whole match. Like, and they, and they got so upset about it and it was just really good. And then of course uh, on Twitter, it, it went, I had a couple of tweets about it. It was kind of fun banter. And then a lot of the San Jose fans started chiming in as well. And it was really funny. Um, just, I mean, obviously because San Jose just hates the LA Galaxy and, um, just, just really funny. And also because Quincy used to play there. Uh, so it was just, it was just really awesome. And, uh, we were all like, when is his contract extension coming? Uh, so it was really fun. For sure. I, I even said to him after the match, I said, you know, you're a meme now. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh, from which part? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Cause he was doing all kinds of stuff that. Um, I, I keep seeing like new, new, uh, new little memes from it too, like new things I didn't notice during the broadcast, or like things that were recorded like uh, outside of that. And so it's like really funny. A lot, of, a lot of different stuff he was doing. It was just an entertaining match to watch, and it's one we haven't had in quite a while. I feel like every other match, I've never been able to just relax and enjoy the last bit of it because it was always on the edge of my seat thinking to myself, okay, are we going to get another goal? Are we going to recover a little? So the loss is maybe not as painful, but this was just fun. It was entertaining. It was a full effort from all of the players. I I, I was very excited about it. I mean, we need to still create more chances and stuff, but I think that'll come with some of the um, depth we've added and stuff. Um, And and the, the ability to, look at our bench and, and have a, a relative difference maker in a Emma Boateng or like a, you know, a Ola Kamara or whoever's on there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited slash nervous for, for the upcoming games, but do we want to predict how the next one's going to go? I know Sarah doesn't like doing predictions, but... No, I don't. And yesterday when we were doing the po- when I was doing the podcast, I was just like, 
I kind of want to stay away from predictions now because I didn't predict anything about the Galaxy game. Um, and that's and we won. So why? I want to say it, it'll be an entertaining game. That's that's my prediction. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a fun watch. Um, if I do end up staying up till three, I think it's going to be a three a.m. kickoff. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It's so going to be yeah. Late. It's, it's one of those uh, over there. Yeah. Yeah. What what time is it going to be for you guys? I think even for us, it's <clears throat> going to be quite late here. So it's a ten p.m. Yeah, kick 10. here, that's and it'll be after goes. that. So. Yes. It'll probably be what twenty past something like that depending on what channel it's on mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah. it's gonna be really really late it's it's either gonna be a case of for me i'll not watch it and i'll just catch up with the highlights in the morning um seeing as you know the mls app actually is pretty decent for putting up good highlight packages or i go and have an early night set my alarm on and then just stay awake for the rest of the day because i know I'm off on the Sunday, so at least I'll have the day to catch up with myself, but ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to yeah. make a decision later in the week, I think. I don't like I don't like these late ones, but there's not really much we can do, I guess, but it's yes, Saturday. I mean, yeah, that's true. They, I mean, they, they could have kicked it off earlier and cause it is it's Saturday, isn't it? That the game is and it's Saturday. It, it's a Saturday. So why can't it kick off earlier? Or am I just used to the uh, EPL kicking off at like 3 p.m. on a Saturday? We do uh, some 4 p.m. sometimes, but I don't know if it's to do with the broadcasting or maybe some of the deals that they have. Maybe they couldn't get the satellite time. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it sure is annoying, though. I mean, even for even for me, I'm going to be tired. Or like, yeah, so I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, I hope it's a it's a good game. I mean, James has already made a prediction on a, a past episode, so it's not like you can uh, just say nothing now. <laughs> that is um, true. I mean, we need to find rewind and find what that was. I think I probably said a a DC win for this one. You said a DC win for almost all of them, James. So I, I don't know I'm, who, I'm <laughs> who we have to blame here, but <laughs> I admire James' optimism. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we also have a uh, we have a couple games coming up, obviously, and then we have a friendly in September, and then eventually, yeah, we're kind of coming up to the end of the season. Um, a little, I guess, a month, month and a half left. So I mean, all the teams are playing next to hard. So. That's crazy. Yeah, and let's hope that our season lasts a little longer <laughs> for playoffs, but. I'm not sure. Just looking at the schedule here, I mean, Red Bulls, Union, Impact, Timbers, Sounders, Red Bulls, and then FC Cincinnati. So a lot of fun games potentially, but a lot of a lot of talent in in these um, in these games. Well, I mean, if FC Cincy is our last um, home match before the playoffs, and I'm going to say before the playoffs because I'm going to be optimistic, um, at least that'll be pretty entertaining, and hopefully we can come out and put on a really nice show then yeah i'm really excited about the the seattle home game with seattle coming here i think that'll be fun um yeah they're, they're a pretty good team and and yeah i mean i think at that point in the last two or three and, and even the last game that's really when things start getting tight about like um you know we're we're almost into the playoff over the playoff line or like we're at risk of 
uh, dropping out uh, of the playoff line. So, so yeah, I mean, that's when it gets super, super interesting. I mean, if we look at our points right now, we're sitting at a respectable 39. So say we pick up three on Saturday. We'll be in, you know, pretty decent shape there. And then we've just got to kind of claw our way up to Philadelphia. Yeah, I think we'll need, I don't know, I, I, I looked at it earlier in the season, but I think we'll need probably at least 51 points, which means 12 more uh, twelve more points than now. And I think that's reasonable. I mean, um, we have a decent amount of games. I mean, we could definitely get, you know, four wins or some kind of weird combination of wins and ties to get that. Um, I mean, ideally, we would like to be a little higher than that so we get some home field games. But just getting in and, and then trying to really go from there with, with Rooney and, and Kamara and maybe Acosta gets his attitude back together. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, if we look at it points-wise, we're th- at 39. If you look at the Western Conference, the Sounders, who are sitting in the two spot, are at 39. I mean, LAFC, we won't even <laughs> touch that. But we're not in bad shape. Yeah, no. definitely true. I mean, especially since we just won uh, and got those. That was that was a really big three points, I think. That was potentially like the moment that could change the season. So, yeah, I think we're in a I feel I feel a lot better than I did than the after the, the union game, the five five one or whatever. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. If, if we can get this uh, win against Vancouver, that's back to back wins, which we've not done for quite a while now. That's going to instill a hell of a lot of confidence, ready for that big, big game against Red Bulls. And then we win another game and then we'll, we're taking even more confidence into the road trip to Philadelphia. And then it just kind of snowballs from that. So the next big game, I think we, as a club, we kind of need to treat every single game now as a cup final game. Um, and then we can then t- keep building that confidence. Then the form comes then the playoff run comes, and then the MLS Cup arrives in our trophy cabinet. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it it would be uh, really, really awesome. We can send uh, Wayne Rooney back to you, James, with a nice uh, MLS Cup title. So, I mean, that that would be nice. Get a cheeky selfie with him, just send hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I think that's a lot of the the stuff that I have on top of my head. Is there any other topics that you think are worth discussing? I mean, uh, Quincy Amarika has just liked my photo on Instagram. Oh. Yeah, you guys are buddies now. Exactly. Uh, That's insane. Um, But yeah, um, I just feel like um, one other thing I kind of want to talk about is the, uh, and I'm going to use air quotes, uh, virtual air quotes on this one is the protest that's happened in the first half against uh, Galaxy and the whole I'm not going to drum because I'm sick and tired of what's happening off the field um, kind of thing. Now, what did you make of it, Ken? Because obviously you you weren't at the ground, were you? You were in a nice little bar? Yeah, I was, uh, I was chilling at a bar. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, so I think it was interesting because... They 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 would didn't want to play the drums as a protest to the the direction of the organization and I think it was mentioned that having Ben Olsen as the coach was another uh, another reason and so I mean I think there's a couple of things here uh, I 
I don't think that, um, I don't know, it's not something that I would have done, that's for sure. I can understand being uh, unsatisfied with recent results or, um, you know, how things are going. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, we're all supporters. Uh, it, it would be awesome if, you know, uh, this kind of stuff didn't happen. And and we, we could, you know, do this in a more productive way than I think kind of just refusing to play the drums, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It Sarah, a, what what did you make of it? It was really, it was frustrating. Um, everyone has the right, again, to their opinion. But as I said yesterday, really, the only ones that were hurt yesterday were the players on the pitch. Didn't hurt the front office. Tickets have been paid for. They made their money. There are people in the seats. And whether you choose to drum or not, I mean, that just hurts the guys that are looking to you for motivation, for a morale boost. I know I told you this one yesterday, James, but some of the media for LA Galaxy up in the press box were saying, wow, Audi Field sounds really bad. And they don't have any supporters. And so it was it was interesting. It was. And I um, and you were saying that the fact that it was really, really quiet. I, coming from TV-wise, um, yes, the audio gets boosted because the crowd and all that jazz, but it... I could hear chanting, but it did feel like a a bit of a and I did say this to you yesterday as well, so a bit of an Arsenal match um, at at the Emirates where there was very little atmosphere, but there was there was people trying to trying to g the crowd up, and it's it's I just found it the whole protest thing incredibly bizarre. It wasn't very well publicised, if at all. Um. And as you said, you've they've already paid for the tickets, so they've already given the front office some money. They've then got the beer for the beer showers, so there's more money. Um, it's not, as you said, not hurting anyone apart from the players. And thankfully, it didn't reflect it on the pitch. Thankfully, the players were good enough and battle hardened enough to pull through to get the three points. But it was, I just found it. A bizarre thing to do and the tweets that were coming out just weren't exactly clear they were all very vague and nobody knew the left hand to the right hand for whatever was happening and it was just yeah it was very bizarre i was happy to see that other supporters in the stadium were trying to clap and chant and make noise because really there was as i said before that point where most of the stadium got going even though there was there were no drums there was chanting and there was clapping and it's you know maybe a positive thing that those supporters felt pushed to do something as well so I'm trying to look at it from a bright side but I really really hope that our home match against the Red Bulls this doesn't happen because it's just going to be a real mess if it does yeah I think I think it's important as supporters to to and especially if, if you're in the supporters group um, and, and you're in the stand and and you've volunteered to, to play the drums. And, and I think that with that comes a certain responsibility. And uh, I think maybe some other supporter groups might want to, like, look into, you know, getting their own drums or whatever. And uh, because, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that is done uh, to help 
a couple things, but but mostly the players on the field and and to show that we're there and and we care about them. And so I think that the point of it, it mostly hurt the players and and it probably made them upset uh, more so than than the executives um, because uh, my guess is the executives also see the same thing that we see in that this is a this is hurting the, the players and they probably doesn't make them want to you know listen that much and so I I have a fear that um, while and while I share some of the the concerns with with the the members protesting not all but some it's like not a terrible point or anything I don't, I don't think I think it's relatively it's a relatively reasonable opinion to have I think that's fine but I think it might have backfired uh, a bit. And, and done the opposite of what they they thought that they were they were accomplishing. No, for sure. And again, it's kind of taking into mind how you publicize those things and how you carry them out, because I'm sure that a different way of protesting might have been more effective in achieving the end goal rather than just having a bunch of people kind of be upset. I know someone from the front office did go over to see what was going on. But I'm not sure beyond that if it had any real impact other than social media being where are the drums. Yeah, yeah I think so I, 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 I think it had slightly, a little bit of an impact because if you look at the uh, DC Twitter account after the game and the moments of the match that they always put out after the game, that was about the fans and I I don't know whether that was something to do with the fact that the first half, the fact that it was quiet and everything like whether whether they were trying to get the fans back on side with that kind of tweet and picture. That was bizarre. That was really just bizarre. It was certainly an eventful game, let's put it that way. I'm just happy we took our three points and the guys came up big. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that... uh this kind of stuff is going to happen. I think it's important to talk about. And I also think that it's okay for different people to have different opinions about be it this or a different disagreement or like a disagreement between supporters or anything like that. But also understand that most people's opinions are uh, based on, you know, not necessarily just, you know, trying to be, you know, rude or anything like that but but trying to empathize with our points of view and, and perspectives i think is is incredibly important and 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 understanding that a disagreement doesn't mean that you know people don't like you don't want to get along with you don't want to be a part of it but understanding that the outcome is what is motive, most important to us and that outcome is being there for the team and and supporting them so that they they can feel like uh more empowered to to perform on the field and so yeah yeah very well said ken well, I tried. <laughs> um, you, but you yeah, did, you did did well. Sorry. I totally agree, and it's yeah. The end goal is well, the team to be winning three points every game and bringing home cups and trophies and things like that. And as I said, yeah, everyone's got an opinion. Um, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. Yes, we're never, no one's ever going to agree on everything. It's just I, there's people out there who think. Because your opinion is different to mine, then you're wrong and I'm right. That's the kind of attitude that needs to be gotten rid of. Because um, it does appear that the different supporters groups, there, there is a massive divide between each and every single one of them. And it, it's sad to see. And I would 
and I think it was in, against Sarah. Um, I just want to get them by the scruff of the necks and just give them a good shake and say, just sit down, let's have a civil discussion, and let's work together to make the ground a place that everyone wants to be at. We had a sellout that should have been the noisiest stadium in the land, noisiest stadium we've ever had. It wasn't, um, which was a bit of a shame. But they need to work together to actually bring the noise. And we've got a huge game coming up, and we need to feel the feel the pressure on the Red Bulls and make them feel uncomfortable and make our lads feel like they want to be a hundred feet tall and actually just take the game to them and just smash them into the ground. Are you coming? Are we going to see you there? I mean, I mean, I, yes, I am a hundred foot tall. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I won't be at the game. I don't think I'll be out there this year for the rest of this year, unfortunately. If we go into playoffs, I sure hope you come. Oh, I mean, I would love that. I think a credit card might be hit on that one. Or should I say when we go into the playoffs? Uh, when, 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 we, when we make that MLS Cup final. Exactly. At yeah. Audi Field. Oh, oh, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. I would uh, be, be excited to see you there, James. Exactly, yes. Um, cool, but yeah, I think that's all for this week. We'll be back soon. Uh, we have a couple games coming up, but um, do you both want to kind of tell everyone again how, how they can find you and and uh, a quick reminder of, of some of the cool stuff that you've been up to? Go on, Sarah. Oh, thank you. You're so polite. So I'm Sarah Colassi. I'm editor-in-chief over at MLS Female. I'm also the DC United beat reporter. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah Colassi, and you can find all of my work and my colleagues' work over at MLS Female. And we'd love to chat with you. And I'm James Graham, and you can find me over at DC United Kingdom. There's a lot of stuff going on over there. We have a Twitter group, which both of you guys are part of, um, which is absolutely fantastic. There's good banter in there. Um, that is through the DC United Kingdom membership. So head over to the website, dcunitedkingdom.com. Um, cool. Other cool things that have happened, obviously, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was absolutely privileged and humbled to have Quincy Amariqua on the podcast. Um, first player that I've ever interviewed, and I think quite possibly the biggest person I've ever interviewed. So that was awesome. So check. Uh, check me out over on any podcasting app just search for dc night kingdom um and yeah um thank you for having me on again ken yeah absolutely thank you both uh and yeah we will uh if you're listening um uh, on an app that you can rate a podcast with please uh give us you know a rating hopefully a good one um and tell your friends and everything like that and have a great week